You're listening to the B2B Content Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Thudian. On this show, we cover everything B2B content marketing. Tune into short and digestible podcast episodes on topics like B2B content strategy, content case studies, content tips, and more. On this podcast, you will sit down with a marketing colleague. We'll share loads of valuable and actual content marketing tips. So if you're a B2B marketing manager, content marketer, content writer, or someone that just loves content, this podcast will help you with the insight you need to make your content thrive. Welcome back to another episode of the B2B Content Corner podcast. I'm your host, Megan Thudium, and thank you for being here today as we have a very special guest joining us to talk all about webinars. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. We're so happy to have you here today. It's going to be a fantastic episode. You are the expert on webinars. Great. I'm excited to get started. Great. So to start us off, I would love for you to actually introduce yourself to us really quickly and where you're currently working and just maybe a short introduction to your company also. Yes, absolutely. I am Ashley Levesque, and I'm the Director of Marketing at Demio. Demio was recently acquired by Bonsai earlier this year, and Demio and Bonsai are both engagement marketing companies that are really committed to driving results for marketers specifically. So we believe that events and webinars are the highest opportunity to drive engagement with your audience because they're really the only two-way communication channel that marketers have in their toolkit to drive results. So if you think about the other content channels that marketers usually turn to, blogs are one way, social media is one way, and even email, they're all really one-way channels. And these channels really aren't designed to drive engagement and build relationships. But marketers today, they don't want to just you know, stand on a pedestal and, and shout their marketing at people. They want to they want to engage. They want to drive conversation and build relationships and actually learn from the audience that they're trying to sell to. So Bonsai, as an automated event management company, does this through automating the opportunity for increasing attendance at your events. And at Demio, we drive engagement marketing through an impactful, simple-to-use, browser-based webinar platform. So together, we're really focused on driving engaging opportunities for marketers that specifically drive marketers' goals. So what are some things that I love that you said there? Engagements, building relationships, everything that we talk about continuously on the podcast. Look, sounds like you are doing great work over at your company and that you are the expert when it comes to setting up these webinars, um, especially I would talk more about the B2B audience and what you've done with them and creating that, that atmosphere they're talking about. So I love it. So this actually brings us to diving in more into webinars and digital events. And we've all been there. We know how the last year and a half has been. It's been a crazy time. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> um, it's evolved. It has evolved so much in the last year, uh, our lives generally, but also how we do business. And B2B marketing teams have had to evolve um, moving from the conferences and the trade shows that were in person to online overnight. 
So maybe you can touch a little bit on how you have seen the industry evolve over the last year and just give us a couple bit of insights into that. Absolutely. Yeah. So just like you said, Megan, I mean, we saw a number of businesses that were exclusively doing offline events uh, really get forced into the world of online events. So these are companies whose entire marketing budget went toward, you know, two or three main trade shows a year. And now we're forced to, to really pivot on a dime. And then, of course, we saw companies whose strategy had always been a mix of both offline and online also pivot on a dime and have to move full-time into online events. So, you know, while, while COVID certainly forced the hand on this a little bit, what we saw was that businesses were actually you know, thriving by bringing in revenue through online events. So goals were still getting met. Revenue was still being driven. Marketers were still meeting their MQL and their SQL and their revenue goals from webinars. And webinars are showing up in every part of the marketer's funnel and are driving conversions from visitors all the way to sales. And I think that what this really shows us is the power that online events provide in continuing to drive business. Now, as revenue drivers, we are not strangers to the idea that it's really relationships that get the sale, right? It's the ability to connect with and understand your audience that offers you the highest opportunity to solve their problem. And online events offer that opportunity. Now, not because offline events were unavailable, but in spite of it. And what I mean there is right what you touched on at the beginning, Megan, which is the pandemic as a whole changed the way we all do business. Companies shifted to remote hiring practices, remote onboarding practices, and holistically really pivoted to be able to run their entire business from a remote capacity. And by allowing your sales and marketing processes to also evolve remotely, you're enabling a greater opportunity to connect with your prospects where they are. And that's really why online events and webinars are such powerful drivers of business and will continue to be even when offline events come back which of course they will, right? We, we hope, <laughs> you know, we're all hoping that, that we're going to be able to be in person again soon, but that in no way diminishes the value that online events provide. Everything, everything you said there, I agree with. And actually one thing I was thinking of that has actually came to light over the last couple of days is now that the world is opening up, um, you know, vaccine, and we are anticipating going back to kind of more of a hybrid maybe event culture. And this is an interesting kind of, I think the reality of nothing's going to necessarily go back to how it was before the pandemic. And I think that's my point with saying this is online is here. Digital is here. Webinars, these things are here to stay. They're a fantastic opportunity that we've seen the last year, but they will continue to be a great opportunity for us into the future despite um, us going back to a more normal world. Absolutely. Okay, so where do you think most B2B companies get webinars wrong? Yeah, I think most B2B companies really aren't 
fully leveraging webinars as the engagement marketing tool that they are. Webinars, again, are one of the only channels that drive two-way communication, but webinar presenters are still using webinars like it's a college lecture, right? They're, they're way too presentational. They're not conversational. They're not engaging. They aren't pivoting quickly enough to the new world that marketers need where, like I said before, they don't want to stand on a pedestal and just shout <laughs> their marketing out at their target audience. They want to get down on the ground and really communicate with their target audience. They want to they want to learn from them. They want to teach them. They want to have um, you know more direct relationships with them. And B two B companies who aren't using webinars and really leveraging those two way communication tactics on their online events, they're just missing the boat. They're they're simply presenting in a way that, as we're finding from a lot of attendees, really isn't desirable. You know, we've got the number one question that we're asked every day is, how do I make my webinar more engaging? How do I make my webinar less presentational and more exciting and interactive so that my attendees stay and trust us and learn to love us and want to want to buy from our brand? And that requires presenters themselves to really leverage the two-way communication offers that webinars provide. Yes. Created engaging webinars that we actually want to attend and we take something away from it. I don't know about you, but sat in so many webinars in the last year that are just dry as can be and completely boring. So I completely understand where you're coming from. And I see this too is going to be really important to make your webinars engaging and communicative like you're talking about going forward because competition is also higher. And in order for you to stand out to um, achieve the conversions you're looking for, that engagement, you're going to have to put a little bit more of what you just said into the organization and to the actual making it less like a lecture, as you said in the beginning. I agree with that. So let's talk about engaging webinars. Since you are the expert on putting together engaging webinars, how could we do this better as B2B companies? Yeah, there are two parts here to putting on engaging webinars. So the first part is you have to understand your audience's desired outcome. And basically, your audience's desired outcome is what they want to achieve and how they want to achieve it. You have to know this. And this really goes beyond your product or your service, right? So let's use Demio as an example. Our target audience are marketers. That's who we sell to. That's who uses our platform. And their desired outcome, right, what they really want to achieve as marketers isn't to buy a webinar platform. <laughs> That's not like their goal, right? What they want to do is they want to do their job really, really well, and they want to look good doing it. They want to create and execute campaigns that actually drive revenue, and they want to feel confident while they do it. So because I know what they want, I can now create webinar topics that speak to that. When I create webinars at Demio, I like to address a wealth of topics that tie directly into their desired outcome. So some examples are addressing how to feel confident presenting webinars, how to create webinar content in an easy way, how small marketing teams can use webinars to drive revenue, 
all of these topics serve this audience because I know what they need. The reason this is important is because I see a lot of B2B companies who are focusing on themselves instead of focusing on their audience's desired outcome. And Megan, you said this yourself, you know, people are leaving webinars. People, especially in a sea of webinars when everyone is doing them, the competition for your attention is higher than ever. And when you as a company are focusing on yourself, when you're creating webinar content and a webinar topic, you're going to end up creating content that's not engaging and that turns your attendees off. And we know that the reasons attendees are leaving webinars is because the content is too salesy and it's not what they thought it was going to be. And these are the people that are actually on the webinar. So they they saw your promotion, they clicked the graphic, they, they read the little blurb, they signed up, you got them all the way there, and they're bailing. And this is an example of a disconnect between what you're trying to provide as the webinar presenter and what your target audience actually needs. So that's the first step is really understanding their desired outcome. Because without understanding that, you can't effectively begin to design webinar topics or webinar content. Then step two is really leveraging, again, those two-way communication tools during your actual event. So I have four that I love to use to drive engagement that keep my attendees excited and really turn them from webinar attendees into webinar participants, which is what we want. So the first one that I always use is chat. And you got to use your chat function as more than just at the top of every webinar when people say, hey, tell me where you're from in the chat. And then they like never use the chat again. That's such a missed opportunity. I use my chat on my webinars as home base for my attendees. And I set that up at the beginning, the beginning of the webinar. I say, hey, chat is where you're going to hang out. Talk to each other. Ask each other questions. Ask me questions. Answer questions of each other. Use chat in a way that really helps to keep them participating in the actual content. The second thing is to provide handouts throughout the entire webinar. Most people like to provide a handout at the end. That's sort of like their big offer. But what a missed opportunity to actually provide resources for your attendees throughout the entire presentation. So using PDFs and pictures and other, other assets that actually validate and provide evidence for the content you're providing is such an incredible way to keep them engaged. And it also ensures that the value of your webinar actually extends past the live event because now they're taking a piece of it with them, the most important pieces that they can continue to use on their journey. The third one is to use featured actions to make it super easy for your attendees to take the next step. So featured actions are really powerful call to actions that can happen live during your event. So if you want to share, you know, your free trial, if you want to share that awesome blog post that you're referencing, drop it in real time 
on your online event um, to make it super easy for them to do the next thing that's going to help them get to where they want to go, right? It's all about helping them reach their desired outcome. And then the fourth is polls. Now, I love using polls. And the secret that I use them for is to actually personalize and inform the content on my webinar. So I use polls as a way to say, okay, here are three or four options that we could talk about next. What is the most exciting option for you? Or what is the biggest pain point for you? What's the largest challenge you have of these options? And then based on exactly what my audience needs at that time, I provide that content for them. So it's 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 more than just driving engagement. It's also about actually building the relationship, building the trust, and providing the real content that your audience needs in real time. That's the power of these communication tools. It's really a strong point there at the end, Ashley. Uh, curating the content in the moments for your audience. So insightful. And it makes total sense, right? Because it's almost would be the equivalent to if you were talking to somebody in person or if you were having those conversations um, like in a conference or in an actual talk and having those question and Q&A and back and forth and curating the conversation based on what you're hearing. So I love what you're saying because it feels so natural and so communicative, but it just has the digital aspect to it. So great tip. One, two, three, four. (laughs) Fantastic. And just a touch really bit, I know it was quite a few minutes ago, but starting off with just understanding your audience and knowing where they're coming from is really the fundamental step to all of this. Um, And I like that you brought that up because I think it's always a good reminder just in marketing in general, all begins with understanding who you're talking to and their needs, like you said. Absolutely. And you can, you know, you can use the chat all day, (laughs) but if you don't know what your attendees need, it's not going to help, right? These, these tactics need to be done in tandem with webinar content that is relevant. And that's really where that desired outcome comes in. Yes. 100%. In my experience, I find a lot of B2B companies are actually using webinars for more of the top of the funnels. You know, it's more like broader topics and then Usually they go into sales. We'll just put that in there. But they're kind of curating the the webinars for this instinct. And so based on, you've already provided with so many advice, but what would be the next level that you're willing to provide us with on how to take, how to make webinars higher converting to actually meet those marketing and those sales goals that we're looking to convert? Yeah, great question. So to produce high converting webinars, you need to design your webinars with a clearer understanding of the audience transformation that is supposed to happen over the course of your webinar. So the purpose of your webinar should be bringing your audience from their current state to a future state. You need to transform them over the course of the webinar. And again, this is where your audience's desired outcome comes back into play, as well as your actual webinar goals, which should be tying to business goals. So let me give an example here. Megan, you mentioned top of funnel webinars, which is a great place to start. So let's say your company has 
a new business objective, to dominate a new vertical or a new industry this year. So from that big business objective, you're going to create a webinar strategy. Uh, You're going to create a webinar to support that objective. So already we have identified that this is probably going to be a top of funnel webinar, right? This is awareness stage. Going back to our um, transformation, the current state of this audience is that they don't know who you are. They've probably never heard of you before. Or because you're brand new to their industry, they, they might even think you don't serve them. The purpose of your webinar is to change their mind. It's to transform them from the state that they're in to a new state. However, that new state probably is not going to be a sale, right? That doesn't mean that you should be selling them on that webinar. If these people have never heard of you before and you got them on a webinar for the very first time, and then you essentially show them a product demo, you're gonna lose them and you're gonna lose their trust. A more appropriate future state or goal is maybe to get them on your email list, get them excited to consume more content from you so that if you put them into a nurture that brings them to an ebook or something that's super relevant for them, they're actually excited about it. So part of this is about redefining our webinar conversions and expectations. Webinars, yes, are designed to drive business and marketing and sales goals, right? They should, of course, be something that we can attribute back to revenue. However, that does not mean that every single webinar that you do should directly convert into a sale. So it's important to redefine your conversion goals to be based on where your audience is and what your webinar topic is, because eventually they will convert easier in the long run if you have their trust and are giving them the content that they want. But if you're trying to sell them when they are not ready to be sold to, then yeah, your conversion rate is always going to be terrible. And worse, if you bridge that, if you burn that bridge too soon, it's so much harder to bring them back. I don't know about you, Megan, but when I am on a webinar that is salesy, unengaging, ill-informed, and just wasn't right for me, it's a lot harder to convince me to join the next one from the same company, right? Part of our brand and reputation is attached to our content strategy. And that goes for webinars. That's part of our content strategy. If we continue to push out terrible content, it is harder and harder to earn the trust and respect of the people we're trying to to sell to. And so we need to be really careful about what those conversions and expectations are at an individual webinar level so that we can actually bring them over to sales when they're ready. Yeah, you touched on, again, so many fantastic points. I think you made a great point just about content strategy and the customer journey and pairing the right topic at the right time, depending on their needs at that particular um, moment. Uh, That's so important, just the content in general, not just webinars. And the selling too early 
is a big thing. I think in general, people in webinars and B2B, they are spending the last 20 minutes of the webinar on the sales pitch. It's a complete turnoff. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So doing exactly what you said, going back to the very beginning, understanding um, where they are in the journey and how that topic aligns and then crafting the content and your call to actions, your goals, et cetera, to those needs. Absolutely. And then when you have an audience that is ready to be sold to, then you can do a middle or bottom of funnel webinar. So webinars are not exclusive to top of funnel. Webinars can show up everywhere. But what's key is understanding that those who are top of funnel, it's not appropriate to pretend like they're middle of funnel, right? Don't show the product demo to people who don't know who you are. Do show the product demo to people who are ready to see it. Make sure you are taking advantage of that opportunity as well. Yes, you are correct. And I would say probably in a nutshell, most people are doing too much, too quickly, and all at once. Agreed. Great. Some great points there. Thanks so much, Ashley, for sharing your insights and um, (laughs) And it's going to help anybody, even me, when putting together my my webinars. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad. (laughs) Well, great. Thanks for sharing your insights and coming onto the podcast, Ashley. Now, how can people connect with you online and to continue to learn from you? Yes, great. Thank you. So I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me personally, Ashley Levesque. And you can find Demio and even try out a free 14-day trial and check out our blog that has a ton of great insight and uh, tips and tricks on uh, webinars at www.demio.com. And we'll share that in our show notes so that people can have access. Thanks, Ashley. And thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.